My name is Jamie Atkinson, founder of podcastclosing.com, and this show is built for six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts who are looking to grow and scale their customer acquisition using that show. If you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast and you want to get featured on this show to talk about your own podcast journey, go to top100interview.com. Now over to your glamorous host, Brittany Chaterbock, and don't forget to subscribe for daily interview content. Hey guys, welcome back to the show. It's Basha here. Today we have a super exciting guest, Monica Cox. She's the founder of Finding Fertility, as well as the host of the Finding Fertility podcast. Welcome to the show, Monica. Thank you so much for coming on. Hi, thanks so much for having me. It's a pleasure to have you. We're going to have some great conversation. We'll cover what's working, your podcast, your challenges, and your goals. And I'm sure within that conversation alone, we'll have some great takeaways. Before we jump in, do you mind telling us a bit about your story and where you are today? Yeah, I'll give you the cliff notes. It's a little bit long, but I basically dealt with unexplained infertility for years um, and started looking outside the box and realizing there was holistic and functional things that I can do to improve my situation. Um, I have an IVF baby and I got pregnant naturally after eight years of infertility BS. That's when the light bulb went off and I was like, this information needs to be accessible, easy, um, affordable. And um, I started my business. I started finding fertility. That's amazing. So what led you, because you said you had an IVF baby before and then you had one naturally eight years later. What led you, what originally led you down this road of holistic health? Um, well, my first round of IVF, um, it didn't work. At 30 years old, I was perfectly quote unquote healthy and normal. Everything was working. And uh, the doctors just said, there's nothing you can do. Just try IVF again. Well, IVF is really expensive. <laughs> and we just didn't understand what you want us to try something that didn't work in the first place and maybe we'll just get lucky i mean it was a shamble like we got nothing and um we just decided um to take a break and a good friend of ours just said well why don't you try to change your diet and you know i'm thin and slim and there was quote unquote nothing wrong with me and i was like i'm willing to do anything I'll try anything. And that was the rabbit hole we jumped down into. And um, it turned out that my gut health was a complete mess. And I was, I guess, lucky in the sense I wasn't dealing with any huge autoimmune issues or anything that was putting me in hospital, you know, continuously. But I was on medication for, you know, um, antibiotics for tonsils all the time, or, you know, just little things. And so when we saw, we did another round of IVF and we actually got a, a good A quality. So we proved them wrong that I could in fact improve my A quality. So we just kept going down that rabbit hole. And so I have an IVF baby. They're actually only two and a half years apart. So even though I was using medical assistance because I, I, didn't know any better, I was still doing all the holistic and functional practices alongside of that. So that's um, my, I really reversed my fertility issues during my pregnancy with my IVF baby, because I knew exactly by then what I needed to do to heal and restore. Um, and then, you know, got the success, quote unquote, afterwards. 
Very interesting. Tell me about the light bulb moment where you realized, okay, you know what? Like I need to turn this into a business. I need to make this information more easily accessible. Yeah, well, it was the first four months of my pregnancy with my natural um, child. Um, I was pissed, to be honest. I was really upset that there was things that I can do. And okay, they weren't necessarily easy, you know, changing your diet, your lifestyle, your thought process, you know, there's a lot to go through, but it was doable. And I didn't need to spend years and $50,000 of medical treatment to have a child. And um, that was the light bulb. I had already um, trained as a functional diagnostic nutrition practitioner. I was doing early education for 20 years. I thought I was going to help kids with autism and you know all these medical problems that we're seeing with our children and help parents realize that diet and lifestyle and environmental toxins can really have a play on all this. And um, the light bulb was like, why don't you help mothers become conscious of the things that they can do to lower the risks of their children having these issues in the first place. So it was kind of like two birds, one stone. Not only are you gonna help women like you with fertility issues, but you are gonna help them become conscious and you are gonna put that ripple into the water where they're gonna affect their families and their community and the children that they're bringing into this world. So I'd love to ask you, and if if you disagree with the claim, that is completely fine and we can move on to the next question. But I've been hearing, I don't know what your perspectives are on the vaccine or anything like that, but I've heard that with the COVID vaccine that it affects women's fertility, that it makes them infertile. What are your thoughts about that? And if you agree with that statement, how do you help women counteract it? Yeah. So I don't agree with that statement in the sense that it's the vaccine that's doing it, right? No matter what comes into your body, whether it's medication, natural, like a virus, naturally, whatever, your body has to deal with that. Now, if you are at a um, survival level, it doesn't matter what comes into your body. It's going to be super hard for your body to deal with that. And so it will start shutting down certain aspects, right? Okay. So that's why you want to keep your health at a certain level. So when you decide to do whatever you want to do, your body's like, okay, I can deal with this. I'm better prepared to handle this, right? So um, I feel like um, I've seen a lot of people, one-to-one clients come in, having the vaccine and getting COVID naturally have issues. And it's just because their body is unable to detox what it needs to detox. So there are a few things. Um, Pine needle tea is one of the best resources out there because it's a high level of selenium. And that's very good for that. So there are things that you can do on every aspect of um, life, but it's not black and white like like the media wants to portray it yeah or left or right wants to portray it we're not having well-rounded conversations about these issues because everything starts with you so if you go inwards and you take care of your health the way you need to take care of your health your mental and emotional your stress levels no matter what comes at you you'll be able to deal with it 
because things are going to come at us. These big right, decisions are going to come at us. So the more conscious you are of how, bo- how your body works and what you need, do you need that level of protection right now? You might. Did I need it? No. <laughs> right? Um, so it's, um, it's very important to get that education behind you and to be able to make better decisions for yourself and have the knowledge to have a well-rounded conversation instead of like, no, or yes, right? Because that's what fires mm-hmm. us up. And that's what creates more fear, more anger. And that contributes to your body not being able to process that kind of stuff. So, so I hope that there's just a good conversation or <laughs> a good answer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it does. And I, I agree with you. Our bodies are so complex and there are so many things that affect it. And, you know, one thing can affect one person differently and affect the other person completely differently. I mean, some people can handle stress like a champ and other people get sick for seemingly no reason they're bedridden for two weeks you know everything everybody reacts to everything differently and i i I completely agree with you there's a lot of factors that go into it just wanted to get your perspective on it this is your expertise (laughs) anyway so when you first started off this business what was your biggest challenge uh self-worth and (laughs) self-love going inwards and realizing that um Yes, there's this higher purpose for me doing this business, but I got into it for kind of the wrong reasons. You know, I wanted Mm -hmm. to prove myself. Um, So that's been the biggest challenge to be radically self-aware and start doing that inner work uh, because that reflected on everything I did in my business, whether it came down to social media or an email list or writing a funnel or building a website or having the confidence to pay someone to do the things that I didn't need to be doing or wasn't great at doing, right? So um, that has been a very eye-opening thing. And the more I did the inner work, the other pieces that you need for a business fell into place easily because I trusted myself and what was right for my business so how did you go about and obviously you know it's it's a journey that never ends you're always working on your self-worth you're always working on your self-love but how did what were the steps that you took to get yourself to start overcoming those challenges uh finding a coach um to move past some of the deeper things so I used um emotional freedom tapping I had uh I always had business coaches and I still do that are more uh, mentally and emotionally aware and not just the strategies you need to do really call you out on your BS, um, like, you know, expand like, hey, look at that situation, you know. Um, And then I use a modality now um, called Psych K to get into those subconscious beliefs. Um, So we was just really um, step by step, right? Layer by layer, like you say, it's, it's a process and um, finding those modalities that really sit with you and being vulnerable and um, willing to kind of open Pandora's box a lot. (laughs) I mean, that's something that I've personally been scared of doing. I I know that there's, we all have a ton of work that we need to do, but it's exactly what it is. It's a Pandora's box. It's like, okay, well, if I open this, am I going to be able to close it? What's going to come out? Like, mm-hmm. How is this going to affect the rest of my life? But exactly. I think yeah. what keeps you motivated? Um, 
I think the our children, the future of our children. Yeah, um, it's not a pretty picture right right now. You know, if yeah. you look at the statistics of our children's health, uh, mental, emotional, and physical. I mean, what America just had their almost a hundred and thirtieth school shooting in three months. It's just ridiculous. Um, so my job is to you know um, help develop the consciousness in these mothers. And that's just going to bring a ripple effect to everywhere in humanity. So yeah, it's definitely our children that that keep me motivated. Un unborn, born and unborn children. I love it. I love it. What do you wish you knew back when you started that you know now? Um, oh God. Uh, I think back to the inner work right even if you like I didn't think I had issues I don't really have any big traumas um I I thought I was just fine and so I wish there was like just that knowledge of like even if you feel that way just go work with someone that is going to be able to help you open Pandora's box um I wish I would have just invested in that inner work before I started investing in um Facebook ads or designing yeah. a website or all those things that are important to a business but literally mean nothing if you don't actually believe in yourself or you know believe that you are worthy or smart enough or lovable enough or any of that it all starts with you mm -hmm. the way you feel about yourself is how your business is going to reflect it's yeah you and have it's to kind of have a hard your... lesson <laughs> Oh, I know. Oh, I know, girl. I know. Trust me. But you know, the, the other the other thing there, it's a common theme that I hear throughout all of the interviews that I do and all the people that I talk to. You do not know yourself until you start a business. Yeah. Yep. Start a business and become a mom are the two. And I did both at the same time. And cheapers creepers talk about like, you know, a reflection, a mirror. And uh, yeah, it was like, you got to get real with yourself. And I think that's why most people fail. It's not because they don't have the right strategy or any of that stuff. It's because they're not either conscious that they need to do the work or they're just like, that's too scary. I can't do that. Is that ever something that you see with your clients as well? Yeah, absolutely. You know, right now I have a client that uh, saved money to book in with me, paid the money and kind of have utilized the services but it's been a year now and she's asking for money back because of we couldn't do well we can do the testing she's just finding it a roadblock making it an issue mm -hmm. and um you know from a business perspective you have the contracts you have those things in place so you protect yourself you know you signed up for the services. If you don't want to utilize them, then that's your own fault. But I definitely am trying to practice what I preach and it's all energy. And um, money is an energy between two people, a contract between two people. And sometimes people fall out of alignment. And if that money is keeping us in a negative energy connection now, then it's time to release. And 
I get it. She's just not ready. And she is finding the excuses and she thinks this one test is going to make or break her journey and it won't, but that's what she's holding on to. So it's time for me to release her and give her a portion of her money back and um, wish her all the best and really hope that she does get to a place where she's ready to move through those blocks and find someone, you know, that will help her. So yeah, it's, it's a, it's a process and it's okay to stop. And then when you're Mm -hmm. ready to move on, pick up again. But I think that um, it's very important as a business person um, to work on those lack mentalities. Like, well, I don't have the cash flow to give her money back, right? Especially new businesses. You're just like, oh God, no, lack, lack. No, she has to stay. I, I don't have that. And that's just, that's holding you back. You know, it's mm-hmm. like, release her, release that money, release that energy. And guess what's going to come in? People who are ready, people who are willing. So absolutely. I think um, any coach um, on any level and even any professional, I would say, you know, um, doctors, therapists and stuff is really having that awareness of like, okay, they're in their own journey and I'm, I'm not supposed to be part of it right now, which is heartbreaking, but just reality. But it's great that you have that perspective, you know, it's, it's, you're, you're coming from a place of abundance. You're not coming from a place of greed where it's like, no, 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 I need this money. You were in this program for a year. Like, you use up my time, you can't go anywhere. So it's great. It's, I think you're always going to be better off coming from a place of abundance versus lack and greed and yeah, all the negative things. Right. What is your focus? I know that we're, we're, we're I think we're done with quarter one, but what is your focus going to be for the rest of 2023? So I um, run my business very differently. I, um, focus on core um, improvements for myself. So last year it was surrender. I had Mm -hmm. to surrender to a lot of things and let go and release and not be in control. Um, Community was a really big um, part of that too. Um, This year, if we have to put it, I don't even do quarters, um, but if if I do block myself in, it's usually a year seems to be how long it takes me to learn these lessons. Um, It's more about um, being than doing. So I started my business to, um, part of why I started my business was to live a lifestyle that I wanted to live. And that was to be a stay-at-home mom who got to travel. Um, We live in Hawaii. My family's from California. My husband's family's from New Zealand. I want to really um, allow my children to experience their grandparents because it took me so long to get them. Mm-hmm. Um, and my parents are, <laughs> are, both our parents are much older. Um, and so I want to live a certain lifestyle and I want to live my authentic life. And that's now putting up boundaries to my schedule, right? I always was like, well, if I, do, if I close my schedule down, then no one will come and I, I won't have the clients that I want and I won't be able to service everyone that is coming. And it's like, no, this is a balance. You're, you're doing your business to, so you live your life. You're not living your life to do your business. 
And so it's really um, going inwards and setting those boundaries and actually living what I say I want to live before it's a reality, right? Mm -hmm. So most people are like, well, I can um, work. And I don't even believe in like a 10 hour work week. Like if you like, good on you, you're probably paying a lot of people to do the other stuff for you. Like, let's just get real. Like I would love to work 20 to 30 hours a week um, and make the money that is going to foster the lifestyle that I want. And so I have to start doing that now, even though I'm not making the money that I want. I have to set those boundaries and put in that, that system to walk the walk. So when the reality comes to fruition, I'm doing it. I'm already living that life. So it's really about being authentic and uh, being, not doing. So you are, you're kind of at the five figure level, you're working on getting to the six figure level. And you said, you know, that you need to adopt those boundaries now before you get to that level. So that when you are at that level, you know what to do. Yeah. But what are you doing aside from that to get to that level? Yeah. So it is um, community, right? I really have been drawn to, and I think a few people have touched base on it where it's that intimate community. So building really authentic platforms and showing up in spaces that feel really good to me. So through TikTok, I love being on video. I love answering people's questions and TikTok is just the platform to do that. Um, and so is YouTube and YouTube felt like this huge beast for me, right? For many people, you feel like, oh no, it's too big. I can't do it. And it's like, actually, YouTube's probably easier because you can repurpose your TikToks on shorts. The shorts get the, the traffic, but then your long format video builds the authenticity, builds the community, builds those relationships. Um, uh, getting on a Telegram, like, so I have a free Telegram community and just showing up there for my community. And if people are really into this, they're not just going to follow and um never see my content again you know they okay go shut the door um sorry uh so instead of just being like i'll just follow them to follow them i'm never going to see their content again like okay i'm actually going to commit to this community and show up for myself as monica is showing up here for me right so trying mm -hmm. to get that more intimacy so I have a podcast which I love doing um and that obviously is more in-depth content um I have an email list now that I send out three emails a week because I have been consistent enough with building content over the last few years so it's really honing in and getting people to really get down to those nitty-gritty of like what I need to do gut health go read this go listen to this like really get into this message instead of watching me post um really like quirky quotes or inspirational quotes all the time right yeah. like no let's get into this hard work let's get into the nitty-gritty I'm gonna show up for the people who really want to do the work I'm gonna like I'm not here for the the vanity metrics anymore I've lived that life it doesn't work <laughs> like it's time to change something up so yeah, it's just building real authentic communities on the spaces that feel right to me. 
I completely agree. I mean, as long as you're showing up true to yourself and you're congruent with what you, with you and what you believe in, other people are going to see that. They're going to pick up on that. And that makes working with you that much more attractive and appealing to them. Yeah, absolutely. Let's actually, let's cover your podcast now because we are slowly <laughs> running out of time here. But what was the intention behind starting the podcast? Let's start with that. Well, to be honest, when I started it, it was because there was very little um, podcast for fertility that was actually giving people an empowering message. It's very easy to slip into victim mode and keep that kind of process of thinking of woes me. It's so hard. IVF's my only option. And I just didn't like the messages of some of the more popular podcasts out there. Um, mm -hmm. so I was like, all right, I guess I'm starting a podcast. Um, so that's why I started it. And then I just soon fell in love with this kind of connection, right? Um, finding community and having amazing conversations, um, and being able to say, um, my truth, right? And the only, you know, a really good way to be able to do that is to start a weekly podcast. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. What keeps you wanting to stay or what keeps you consistent? We'll just, we'll do that. Oh, I don't, I, you know what it, I think it's like it just built into me. I've had this conversation with quite a few people because they asked me like, how do you stay so committed and driven? And I think it just is internal in me. I feel it was the same with my fertility journey. I felt like if I just kept moving forward in my own way, I would reach my ultimate goal. And I feel like that's the same with this business as well. It's um, staying consistent, staying true to yourself and just continuing and moving forward. Even when times are hard, and even when times feel like you're failing, like my fertility journey, I have way more failures on paper than successes. And right now with my business, it's kind of the same way. Um, but I know that those failures get you to your ultimate goal, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I completely agree. Yeah. So when it comes to your, your podcast, I'm, what, what are some of the biggest challenges that you've experienced around growing it? just getting the message out there, right? I mean, even right now, I have an email list close to 5,000 people, 30% of the people open it. And I would say maybe uh, being nice, 10% listen to the podcast, right? And I email my podcast show notes in a way that is, is digestible and come click, come listen. <laughs> so it's like getting the message out there um, I am in the next few months, I guess this is a strategy is, um, using the audio in the right way to promote the podcast. So just taking clips mm -hmm. of not necessarily me talking in the video and stuff, but, um, pairing up the audio with maybe an interesting clip and just saying, Hey, this is on the podcast, go listen. So yeah, podcast growth can be really slow. Um, it's definitely um, one of the best ways, though, to build that small community because, you know, the yes. people consistent, consistently listening to you 
are your big fans? And I've even had people say like, reach out on DMs and I, I answer as many people as I possibly can. And they're like, oh my God, you answered me. Like you're a superstar and you're talking to me. I'm like, I'm a superstar. <laughs> what? I have a little podcast, oh. <laughs> you know, like, but I guess I understand that because I've had mentors that I've just consumed their podcast. They've changed my life. And I eventually have worked with them, but I remember first talking to them, like, oh my God, I'm like talking to Sean Coxon, you know, and then just realizing <laughs> normal people, right. That just have a message and want to share it. Um, so I just think podcasting is uh, one of the a really easy way to really build your community and give super valuable information um, on it. Uh, easy energetic exchange as well I love podcasting I love talking communicating connecting sharing so yes is monetizing your podcast amazing is getting clients off your podcast amazing yes but I feel like I have already a really good energetic exchange with my community because I get to do something that I love and they receive the benefits from it what do you love the most about podcasting <laughs> the talking if you had to pick one thing <laughs> <laughs> uh it's really the connecting like um I thrive on connecting with people so a lot some of my podcasts are literally live IGs or live TikToks that I've just recorded on Zoom and I turn into a podcast and some of those mm -hmm. I'm just high vibing communicating connecting giving value um, obviously talking to like-minded people is another thing. Like I get off these calls and I'm just like, it's like, you just like, you know, won the lotto or, you know, your endorphins are just running through you because you've just made that really cool connection. Um, so yeah, it's the connection piece for me for sure. It has to be the same for me too. Yeah. I just, I, I, I get what feeling you're talking about. It's like your soul is like on fire. It's like, oh my God, I just met this really cool person. And the, this is like, I, I'll go and I'll talk to my brother or something. I'll be like, oh my God, guess, guess who I just interviewed? <laughs> yeah. yeah, totally. Like a high. It is. All right, Monica, thank you so much for coming on. I really enjoyed this interview. Uh, before we hop off, if you had to give one piece of advice to anybody who either wants to start a podcast or is having trouble finding fertility, what would it be? Uh, stay consistent. You know, um, you're going to have to walk through this journey. Time is going to pass anyways. If you can stay consistent and pivot when you need to pivot, um, you will reap the rewards of what you are seeking. They might not look like you thought they were going to look, but, and just have patience with yourself. You know, it's like some of my first podcasts are actually really embarrassing and I should probably take them off. <laughs> um, and the same with your, you know, fertility journey. You unknowingly got to this position over decades. It didn't happen overnight. It didn't happen the moment you started trying to conceive. So it's really um, tuning in, tapping in, keep walking that walk, stay consistent and we'll reach your ultimate goal. Thank you, Monica. If anybody's looking to get in contact with you, what's the best way for them to find you? So I'm finding fertility everywhere on the internet. You Google finding fertility, you'll find me. I'm on most of all the social media platforms. So choose your favorite one. Um, but come listen to the podcast. That's probably the best place. <laughs> all right. Awesome. Once again, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you.
group if you're listening and enjoyed please like and subscribe if you're a six-figure entrepreneur and would like to come on the show please visit top100interview.com thank you Hey, everyone. I hope you really enjoyed that episode. As always, if you want to listen to more daily interview content, make sure you subscribe. And here's three ways I can help you in your business for free. One, check out my video on how we're building a pipeline that produces 30 plus prime sales calls every single week using podcast setters and a basic interview funnel. And this is actually how I was able to quit social media forever. You can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash setters. Two, if you're a six or a seven figure entrepreneur with a podcast, we actually want to interview you on one of our top 100 shows. Head to top100interview.com and then three, download our podcast closing formula. It shows you how to create a podcast sales team that books out your sales calendar each week using the podcast closing client attraction method. And you can go to podcastrebels.com forward slash podcast formula. Now at podcastclosing.com, we help six and seven figure entrepreneurs with podcasts create a system for predictable client acquisition without relying on paid advertising or social media by building out podcast sales teams. Now, if you want help turning your podcast into a high ticket client acquisition machine, then book a call with our team to see how we can help. Go to podcastrebels.com forward slash chat. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next interview.